Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome to episode six of Take It or Leave It. I am so excited about the teaching today. We are going to be focusing on the Holy Spirit today uh, and the power that we can receive through him uh, and the authority we receive in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm very much excited to talk about him. Uh, Yes, it is a him. Uh, There is a gender. Jesus is male. God is male and the Holy Spirit is male. While they are three different entities, they are the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and they are male. A question that I get and that I hear a lot from those who, of course, don't know is, you know, they'll say, what is the Holy Spirit? And I want to correct you now because the Holy Spirit is a God. Uh, we, we are to humble ourselves before him. Uh, so it's not what, it's who. Who is the Holy Spirit? It is a he. The Holy Spirit is a he. Right. So I want to start reading in John chapter 14 and it says, starting in verse 15, uh, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper and he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, but it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And then it continues about the indwelling of the Father and the Son. So again, we're still in John 14. Now we're on verse 19. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. First of all, who's talking right now? Who's me? This is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking while he was still in the world. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, in you, in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas asked Jesus, this is not Iscariot, Judas asked Jesus, Lord, How is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And then continuing the gift of his peace, verse 25 These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. 
verse 29. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe and I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, so do I. Arise, let us go from here. So definitely a long-winded passage to kick off this teaching uh, in this episode of Take It or Leave It. I wanted to read this thoroughly because it gives us a great teaching already of who the Holy Spirit is, what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is, and why he is sent to us. So Jesus sends us a helper. Why? Because Jesus is going back to the Father. This is before Jesus was crucified. He was sharing, I'm only here for a little while longer, uh, and then I'm going back to the Father. Uh, Jesus is also a God of conditions. The world wants to only focus on Jesus's unconditional love for us humans, right? He loves us. But he's very clear here. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And later when he responds to Judas, he says, he who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. So Jesus is explaining that we need to obey his words. We need to keep his words. And if we do not, then we are not his. So we can interpret that as if we do not listen to Jesus and we still live in sin, we cannot expect to see the Father. We cannot expect uh, to, to go to heaven, right? We, we cannot say that our soul is destined for heaven, right? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus is not going to be on earth. Uh, and he shares again, and we're in John 14. He shares, and I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. Who has nothing in Jesus? Satan. Satan is the ruler of this world. He's currently in ownership, ruling the world right now, but we have the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about what the Holy Spirit gives us right? And by the title of this podcast, you've already guessed it. There's power. There's power to resist the devil. There's power to overcome the demons with the power and authority in Jesus's name, which we have acquired through the Holy Spirit. We can only receive the Holy Spirit if we repented. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity sent by God to earth during this time when Satan is ruling the earth. He indwells in us. He is a teacher. He is a helper. He is the truth and he is God. Amen. So again, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? We've already talked about this in previous podcasts, but again, what a great review. Repentance. The Bible says believe unto righteousness, right? So whenever we believe, it's not believe that Jesus is alive and died for us, right? It's so much more than that. We have to strive to be righteous and we cannot do that without repentance and we cannot do that without the Holy Spirit. In order for the Holy Spirit to come, we must first repent. In Romans 10, uh, I'll start in chapter 9, uh, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. So how do you repent? Confess with your mouth out of your heart right? And again, remember, repentance is a change of mind. You're asking, Lord, 
Lord, I changed my mind. Help me to change my mind, Lord Jesus. I want to say yes to everything you say yes to and know everything you say no to. Help me, Lord. Help me overcome these things that I'm battling, Lord Jesus. I cannot do it on my own. That is repentance. And continuing in Romans, verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Again, this is a review. You must believe out of your heart and also you also need to do this right god is very specific with his words and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation right you are literally telling the lord your sins for the scripture says whoever believes in him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between jew and greek for the same lord over all is rich to all who call upon him for whoever calls on the name of the lord shall be saved Also, Peter preached in Acts 2, I'll start in verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Perfectly put right there, Peter said it. Uh, Peter, of course, did not come up with it. Peter uh, was following the example of Jesus, right? He learned this. And he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we recently talked about baptisms on this podcast as well. So repent, confess your sins, change your mind, pick a team, be baptized by the Holy Spirit. This is not a water baptism. This is a Holy Spirit baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So again, very intentional wording. Let's read it in order as it says. Let's not try to reorder it and and give a false teaching, but we must repent first, and then we will be baptized, and that is when the gift of the Holy Spirit will come, and there is power. There is power. You can also um, read for yourself in Acts when the disciples are in the upper room. There was a power that came upon them. There was a power. So How do we repent from our sins? Again, with our mouths out of our hearts. And what does repentance look like? If you recall in previous podcasts, we discussed in Romans 7 that when we repent, um, and and I'll just read it uh, starting in verse 5. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But not we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So what does repentance look like? We are living in the newness of the spirit. And if you recall, I also shared uh, the woman who anointed Jesus's feet, cleaned his feet with her tears and her hair. And many uh, who saw this couldn't understand why Jesus was allowing that. And Jesus explained when little is forgiven, that person can also love little in return. But when much is forgiven, and this woman had many sins, how much more can she love? So she was forgiven more, yet she had loved more, and her faith made her well. This pleased Jesus, and it's how she acted, right? There was external evidence, right, that she was repenting, right? And Jesus saw her heart. Jesus saw her, and so much so that What she did is being preached, right? Even today, you know, 2,000 years later, you know, roughly, what she did is still being preached. It's amazing. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not force himself on you, 
right? Nobody is going to force you to repent. Nobody's going to force you to repent. Nobody is going to force you to confess your sins. Nobody is going to force you to change your mind. You must decide. You must decide. You know, today, there are so many preachings happening, right? So many different ministers standing in the pulpit just within miles of each other, all preaching a different God. They're all preaching a different God. And they need to preach more on repentance until everyone does it tie it into every message it is so important this is truly the only way that the holy spirit can come as we've discussed earlier to live in you right so you may seal your soul you may seal your salvation in eternity with jesus christ he will not force himself on you there's free will right and even in galatians 5 it talks about uh, the gentleness of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I want to read Galatians 5, actually starting in verse 16. This is about walking in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. And it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Again, this goes back to uh, what the Bible teaches on the battle that we're in we're not to be battling each other you know and you know i'm not perfect i can't sit here and say that i haven't been upset with somebody right but that's not my battle we must be able to discern the battle in the spirit because our flesh is lusting against the holy spirit and the holy spirit against the flesh they don't mesh they don't mesh continuing and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish, but if you are led by the Spirit, it's a capital S, so that's the Holy Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness revelries and the like of which i tell you beforehand just as i also told you in the past time that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god these are all works of the flesh these are all works of the flesh but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So again, the Holy Spirit is gentle. He is love. He is joy. He is patience. He is kindness and goodness and faithful right he allows us to have self-control truly through him and i i can attest to this through my own experience i have truly transformed there are situations that i deal with today and after i handle it i step back and i think how in the world did i just do that and it's the holy spirit it's the holy spirit allowing me to move slowly allowing me to really dissect situations and be strategic I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for sending him. Amen. So what will happen to me when I have the Holy Spirit? Power. Right? We've been talking about power this podcast. There's power in the Holy Spirit. Again, 
the world right now is being ruled by Satan. There's a lot of people today preaching that Jesus is in control of this world. And Jesus allows so much uh, for the greater good, which we cannot even begin to understand. We cannot think like Jesus. But he is not, you know, Jesus is not prince of this world. Satan is prince of this world. He is ruling it right now. His demons are given free reign right now to demonize people like you and people like me, right? So we need the power of the Holy Spirit if we even want to stand a chance. This power is from God and we will resist the devil with this power. We have the power to do that and the devil will flee from us. And that's in James 4, 7. I will allow you to read that on your own. Something else that will happen when you have the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. There is a heavenly prayer language that is unique to you. It is a language where when you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance to pray. You will not know what you are saying, but the Lord will know what you are saying. And Satan hates it. Satan hates it. There's also another type of tongues in the Bible where it talks about speaking different tongues. Um, that is literally, it, and that would be a whole different podcast, but to touch upon it very quickly, that is when somebody like me, I'm fluent in English. I don't speak any other languages, but through the Holy Spirit, I could utter something in Spanish, right? And then so, uh, somebody who speaks Spanish would be able to interpret what I said, so it might be edifying for all. That is another type of tongues. Um, something else that will happen when we have the Holy Spirit is signs will follow those who believe. And that's in Mark 16, uh, starting in verse 17. It talks about casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, taking up serpents, drinking anything deadly, and it will not harm you. These are things that you and I can do today. And again, it needs to be preached more that these are things that God expects of us. We need to exercise the power or else how are we even going to know that we're saved, right? You want to know if you're saved, go cast out a demon. You want to know if you're saved, go lay hands on somebody and pray. You know, I can speak also from experience. Uh, there was a friend of mine who had a, a cyst in the middle of their brain and the cyst continued to grow and I was talking to them one day and I just said, can I lay hands and, and pray? And I did. And this cyst that was rapidly growing, she was constantly bringing reports of it rapidly growing. She was going for tests all the time and I prayed and that cyst has not grown. That cyst has not bothered her. It's still there, but it has paused. It has paused. And that's not me being able to heal her. That's God through me being able to heal her. I don't get the credit there. God gets the credit and the glory. But how can God even intervene and slow that down? Because again, God is patient. God has grace. God has mercy, right? And God is faithful. We can heal the sick. We can help. We can help. How can we even do those things if we're not even bold enough to lay hands, right? And I'm not perfect. I certainly have an opportunity to do this more and more. And I'm just so thankful to the Lord for what he's doing in this current season of my life because I do plan to share these testimonies. I am not ashamed to lay hands on somebody and heal them through the name of Jesus Christ, right? If you're healing anyone today and you're not calling upon the name of Jesus, I am 
I was going to say I'm sorry to report, but I'm not sorry to report because you need to know that is from the enemy. That is from the enemy. Whatever you are leaning on to heal, that is from the enemy. Healing comes from Jesus Christ. That is the only approved healing. Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When we have faith, faith that he is the one true God, which he is, you will see these things come to pass. The true healing comes from Jesus. You know, the enemy today, for everything that Jesus is, he also wants to be that. So Jesus has a holy trinity. Satan has a holy trinity. Jesus wants to heal people. Satan wants to heal people. Jesus wants to bless people. Satan wants to bless people. You think you have a lot of money today because Jesus gave it to you? No. You either worked very hard for it and rightfully earned it yourself or Satan has blessed you. Satan will do whatever it takes to make sure that you are misled and not seeking a, a real relationship with Jesus Christ. He is demonizing people, right? So we can actually cast out demons. Now, this is a, a deeper study on its own, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can rebuke demons. We can cast them out. We can send them away, right? There are people being demonized today that need this help and it is up to the people of God to be to be able to discern what is really going on with them let's read mark 16 uh, that solidifies everything that I just said about signs and it says in these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Wow. And they went forth and preached everywhere. Who's they? The disciples. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And that is where we are today, doing the same thing, right? That was one of the last things Jesus said when he was on earth before he went up to the right hand of God. And these signs are available to you and me, available through the Holy Spirit. There's also gifts of the Holy Spirit, which we talked about earlier. This is a much deeper study. This is a much deeper study. But just to uh, mention them, uh, there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? And it says... So starting in verse 8, for one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another, faith by the same spirit to another, gifts of healing by the same spirit to another, the working of miracles uh, to another, prophecy to another, discerning of spirits to another, different kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. These gifts are available to you and me. They are available to you and me. We also spoke about the fruits of the Holy Spirit earlier. That's what we read in Galatians 5. Joy, peace, love, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Also nine. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, also nine. That's easy to remember. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, nine fruits of the Holy Spirit available to you and me through him and him alone. Also, what will happen when we have the Holy Spirit? He will bring the utterance to us when we don't know what to pray, when we don't know what to say. He will give us the words. You can read about this in Acts 2-3 on your own. Uh, you can also read Matthew 10, starting in verse 16, 
Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in the synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. That is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to speak in you. You know, I was recently speaking with a pastor who uh, she was uh, imparting in me, um, sharing uh, an example of how the Lord used her to speak to somebody. And she was at a, a service and she saw this, this young guy and she felt the Lord and heard the Lord tell her, I have a word for you to give him. So she waited to discern the moment and the Lord said now. And she said, but Lord, I don't know what to say. And he said, go. So he she went in front of him and she said out loud, I have a word for you from the Lord. And in that moment, she said, she uttered, if you use that gun, it's going to fall apart in your hands. And this boy looked at her and says, how do you even know I have a gun? Long story short, that boy robbed somebody and went to pull that gun out and shoot them to kill. And that gun fell apart in his hands. Again, it's a secondhand testimony, but powerful powerful and true it happens and the lord will use you he will give you the utterance if you feel like you need to defend yourself wait upon the lord wait upon the lord also in romans 8 it says likewise the spirit the holy spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the holy spirit himself again there's some confirmation this is a male right the holy spirit is a male he is a god he intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So again, when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will intercede for us. So it's very much important that we are in tune with him. What else is going to happen to us? Immediate change. Immediate change through the Holy Spirit. A total 180, immediate change. Immediate change. Your prayer life is going to increase through the Holy Spirit. You are always going to want to talk with God and do his will. And through the Holy Spirit, you are going to be bold. If you are shy today and you're timid, you better get ready for some boldness because the Holy Spirit will bring that to you so that you can preach his word. Uh, in Acts 4, uh, it says here, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, right? The people saw Peter and John preaching, right? With such boldness, they were so confident. They were speaking intelligently about God and Jesus and what is available to them and how they should be living their lives, right? They were marveling because here are two uneducated men speaking to me this way and they realized that they had been with Jesus, right? So as they were conversing amongst themselves or thinking, how is this even possible? They realized that they were with Jesus and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could not say anything against. Not only did the Lord allow two uneducated men to speak with such boldness. He also gave evidence, right? The people couldn't even argue because these two, Peter and John, were with Jesus. They knew that, and they were with someone that they just healed through the power of the Holy Spirit. Who can argue that? 
Who can argue that? People could not dispute that whenever they see that. And that is, again, all, all these things working together for the Lord in this moment. You also get favor from God. When we are truly living a life for the Lord, taking the steps towards God, we will get favor from him. That is a promise. That is a promise. And in Psalms 5, it says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him or her as with a shield. Wow. So favor from the Lord whenever we live a life for him. How can we live a life for him? We repent. We allow the Holy Spirit to transform us and mold us. And we are constantly moving into uh, the, the newness of life, right? So does the Holy Spirit live in me or is he just with me? The Holy Spirit, it's both. Not only is he around you, right? He needs to live in you. There's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans 8, uh, I'll start in verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, that's twice now, in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit lives in us. He dwells in us. He must dwell in us because we are dead. We are dead in this flesh. We are dead because of sin. And the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's going to give us life. It's the only thing that's going to bring uh, us uh, to that path of righteousness, right? To be pleasing to the Father. Amen. You can, again, read in um, Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit comes and indwells uh, in the disciples in the upper room. Read about that. Again, that's Acts 2. And imagine, it's like a cup. It's like a cup. You know, you have a vessel right? You can fill it up. You can fill it up. The Holy Spirit must be in. We must contain it. It's the only thing that's going to make us alive. We must be filled inside. We don't want to be an empty vessel. We want to be a filled vessel. We want to be pleasing to Jesus. So how do you know that you have the Holy Spirit? How do you know that this power is something within your reach? Signs are going to follow. Go out and test if you have the Holy Spirit, if you think you have it, you go out and test. But I will assure you, you better know that you have it. They, we are living in the last days and there is no time to be guessing. You're going to know you have the Holy Spirit if you have that natural desire to serve the Lord. You're going to be moving quickly. And you're going to be seeking opportunities to be more pleasing to him. Amen. This is only not even 30 minutes of talking about the Holy Spirit. There is so much material in the Bible, so many teachings, so many examples of favor from God, of, of the Holy Spirit, of uh, disciples speaking in boldness, all because Jesus loved you and me. Did he send the Holy Spirit to earth? Did he send us a helper? He did not want to leave us orphan. He has made a way for us. So I encourage you, anyone who is listening, 
take a moment, evaluate your life, evaluate your life. You could have a good life today and still need Jesus. If you're struggling today, his arms are open to you. Repent, repent. We don't want to be empty vessels. We don't want to be dead because of sin. We want to be alive in Christ. And because Jesus died for us on the cross and then overcame the grave, he overcame death. It could not hold him down because he was thinking of you and me. And that was the will of the Father. And it's the will of the Father that each and every one of us repents repent asks for forgiveness we sin no more we make no more excuses we sin no more we allow the holy spirit to come upon us and live in us and you will watch your life transform others will see it others will see it it will be evident i've experienced this personally and i want everyone to experience it even more even more God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.